if you would like to change your life, it is already different. The presence of such a desire is the truest sign that something inside of your heart has already shifted and something inside of your mind has already changed. That's the hard part. Now it's just about getting your old outside experience to reflect the nature of the new inner one that has just been born. The breakdown is not the end, it is the beginning. It is your breakthrough coming to you in disguise. It's counterintuitive, but this is the moment in which you are experiencing a reality so misaligned to what you feel inside that you are being forced to stop and look around and start asking questions. This is the first instance in which you recognize that you are more than what your circumstances would currently indicate, that you are more than what your past has proven you to be, that you are more than what you are currently feeling, that you are more than what other people think you are, that you are more than what you can even maybe fully imagine yourself to be. But you sense it. You sense it. And that is why this is such a pivotal experience, such a turning point in your story, because this is the first moment at which you are able to perceive a vision of yourself that really does not have any firm basis in fact or evidence or practice or the past or your experience, even if you have seen you know, glimmers and glances of that person here and there throughout your life. This sense that you are meant for more and that you're capable of more and that you're going to be more is one that exists almost entirely on the basis of your own faith. And it is your continued faith within your own self that is the only thing that will be able to bring it most completely into form. You have to let your new self-image seep into your mind for long enough that it begins to drum up courage. And at the beginning, you will think that the courage you're gathering is to make one single big leap in the direction of your dreams as though as fast as the epiphany of your true self dawned on you, the reality of them will be as quickly found, but it, it doesn't quite work that way. So in the meantime... You will read and you will seek advice. You will overthink and you will ask yourself the same five questions over and over again. You'll tally up all your regrets and you'll retrace your steps. And you will look outside of yourself, trying to find evidence that maybe you are the person you hope to be. You will become really sensitive to other people's opinions because this is the point at which you are looking to them, asking which version of me do you see? Asking, will you be a second set of eyes to validate what I am beginning to see within my own self? But what you're going to find is that the faith of who you are meant to become lives only inside of you. And yes, other people and experiences and things in the world can reflect that back to you in ways 
but at the end of the day, the validation has to be in your own conviction and nothing else. And if it is, if you really do find it, you will find that courage because validation and courage are adjacent to one another. And you will go forward and you will try. And then you will fail in some way. You will fail at being the person you most want to be. You will do everything right. And yet the outcome you imagined will not so effortlessly arrive. You will discover that you fell short of your own inner vision and you will second guess everything, especially yourself. You will probably spiral. And if you're like most people, this is where you will start to lose your momentum, your drive. It will be the most tempting to revert back to the familiar, back to what you've always known and what has always worked. But when you arrive there, you will come to find that It is a door that isn't quite opening the way it used to because behind it is a life you know you have outgrown. So much so that you can no longer engage with it the way you once did. If you commit yourself more to the things you are finishing rather than the ones you are beginning, those areas of your life will begin to malfunction. They will begin to come apart at the seams. And you will realize that you can no longer force what you know is not right. You can no longer engage with what you know you do not want. And you can no longer fake it, not for a moment longer. And this is a gift. This is a gift. Because this will begin to inspire the deepest level of self-inquiry. You will wonder why you can at some level know what you are meant for and know what you are supposed to be doing and at the same time keep reaching for the things that you also know will only ever hold you back from becoming that person. Stuck between the door that is closing and the one that has not fully opened, you will begin to realize that the person you want to become is not one you will stumble into the way you fell into the person you no longer want to be. You will realize that this can no longer happen mindlessly or without your care or participation. You can no longer just let the cards fall where they may and wonder why you're not playing the hand you know you're capable of having. The space between where you are and where you want to be will be bridged not by what you do once, but what you do consistently. The micro shifts will become massive breakthroughs and past impossibilities will become present realities, not because they will magically occur as a matter of your own belief, but because they are inevitable tipping points reached incrementally, inch by inch, as a matter of principle. And that belief that you had to find in yourself first is what keeps you adding the tiny daily actions that tip the scales in your favor over time. Your faith in yourself will be a life vest that keeps you coming back up to the surface before you know how to swim. Because you won't wake up one day and discover everything to be different. You will wake up and realize that you have outgrown your old normal and you are now tasked with defying your comfort zone for long enough and often enough 
that you will be able to build a new one that will move you into the life experience you most want to have. You will realize that you are standing in the ruins and you have a choice. You can either continue picking them apart or you can get to work building the new city. And we can never let go when we are just standing in the ruins, breaking them down more and more and more. We can never let go when all we are thinking about, when all that is consuming our minds is what has passed. We only let go when we get to work building what's next, when we accept what's gone, when we, we go through a healthy grieving process, and then we begin to step into the next experience of our lives. We are not meant to write one chapter and then linger on the last page because it's comfortable, because the answers are so present. When we do this, we actually diminish our capacity because we begin to lose our connection to our strength. And in the way that we say it is so important to be present and to enjoy the moment, the question becomes, what moment are you meeting? What are you choosing to be present for? Because sometimes your inability to be here now is not a result of you not being focused enough or you not meditating enough or you not being spiritually attuned enough. Sometimes it's a matter of you recognize that you're not showing up to the moment that you need to be in. And life is asking you to show up and be present in a completely different way. So if you would like to change your life, I hope you will remember that you can do it in a day, in a moment, in an hour. Really, that is all you are waiting for. The moment when you plaid, the moment when you plant one seed of di- the moment when you plant one seed of differentiation and then you let it take root. You book the flight, you look for the job, you open your calendar and you write moving day somewhere in the near future. And then you make that not the aspiration, but the plan. When you want to reach for your vices, you remember your values. And if it feels impossible to make concrete changes, you make softer ones. You take one more breath before you react with anger. You correct a self-defeating thought. You rest when you need to rest. You move when you need to move. You write down your gratitude as though you had already been the recipient of what you desire, not because any one of those things will immediately alter the course of your future, but because they will immediately alter the experience of your now, no matter how slightly. They will introduce a new factor into the equation, a new brushstroke on the canvas, a new element into the, eco- a new element into the ecosystem a new feeling into your body, a new thought into your mind. And then if you keep returning to that and developing that and focusing on that and working with that again and again and again, you have an entirely new life, but it all begins with that one tiny seed. So use it, use everything, use every single thing you have 
every resource, every subscription, every tool, every instrument, every connection, every person, everything, every spare hour you find. Because the doors are all around you and you have to start seeing them that way. You are only ever meant to do what you can with what you have from where you are and then you just keep going. You have to surround yourself with the people who support the person you are becoming or be okay walking alone because you have to keep stoking the fire of your inner vision often because you have to stoke the fire of your inner vision often and people who believe in you will help. You have to do this because it will need to burn stronger than your discomfort because you will be uncomfortable. But you're only going to be uncomfortable because you have not yet arrived at your new normal. Because the past that was not working, you know you can't sit in that. But you haven't given the new life enough time and enough consistency to settle in and to let it regulate. You have to realize that you become what you let yourself get used to because What you get used to is what you inevitably come to prefer doing. And what you prefer doing is what you most effortlessly return to. And what you most effortlessly return to is actually what you start to crave. And then what you start to crave is what you want to keep doing over and over again. And then what you continuously do equates to who you inevitably become. When you are at the breakdown point, the low, the bottom, the valley, the spiral is is going downward and inward. But there is a way to likewise plant a seed of hope and potential and possibility and let it spiral outward and in a completely different direction. To take all of that energy and instead of using it against yourself, you use it for yourself. Up until now, you have most likely let yourself get used to the things that you do not really want because you were operating on autopilot. You got lost and then you made a home there and you did not even realize what you were doing. You became a version of yourself you did not recognize and then you started to think that that's who you really are. You failed once and then you ascribed that singular experience to your own inadequacy rather than the natural trial and error that comes with doing anything beautiful and well. Because we tell life what we want and life tells us how we're going to get it and that is in its nature a process of trial and error. If we say we want soulmate love, we have to listen when life says not with them. We can't spiral in self-destructive behaviors assuming that because one person was not a match for us, love will not ever exist anywhere else ever again. If we are asking life for the right partner, we can't get attached if life is saying, but that's the wrong one. Do you want a relationship with the wrong person or do you want a relationship with the right one? If we want to get somewhere in particular, we have to listen if life says, but not this way. Rather than, you know, stop trying at all, assuming that because one path was a dead end, every single road will be as well. 
if we want to become a better version of ourselves, we have to listen if life says, but not like that. Not if that better version of you is less authentic. And so rather than trying to throw ourselves up against a wall again and again, we have to stop and wonder, is this impassable because I am not trying or is this impassable because it does not want to be moved and it's time for me to find another way? Life is always guiding us, always directing us. It is a process of reaching outward and seeing what, what, what we, of reaching outward and seeing what we find, seeing what comes to us, seeing what stays, what sticks, what roots, what works. We become so much of what we devote ourselves to, but also where the inner regulator in the form of our subconscious mind helps to lead us. You know, what we feel most, what feels most natural and innate is often the result of what we just get comfortable with. And so our task is to build the comfort zone around what is already working, what life is already affirming, where energy is already flowing around our natural skills and gifts and talents, around the people who love us and want to build a relationship with us. We have to stop fighting for the lives we don't want and the people we don't want to be. We have to build those comfort zones around the things that help us paint in all the details of who we want to become. Because we all get lost. We all lose ourselves now and again. But we're not dead. So you can't fall and stay laying on the ground, even if you do need a really long time to lay there and heal. You cannot build a home in a hell that is familiar but hurts more than it nurtures, no matter how comfortable you think it might be. You cannot chalk your most self-defeating qualities up to being just who you are before you've even given yourself a chance to see if maybe you could be someone else. You cannot give up on your life just because things did not work out the first time, just because it's time to change or pivot, just because it's time to grow, just because you're tired or because you want to wallow in your own self-limiting thoughts. That you are still fighting with yourself means there is something inside of you that wants more than anything to keep going and to see all that is waiting for you on the other side because it really is beautiful and it's hard, and it's worth it. Because we did not come here to settle, to just endure, to grit our way through the struggle of a life we don't want and never even try for the experience that we do. We are here to find and then give ourselves to what is worth it, what is worth being brave for and vulnerable for. We are here to grow and we are here to create. And when we stop creating that natural energy, you know, it turns inward on us. When it has nowhere to land and nowhere to express, we kind of start to implode. And not because we are not enough, but because enough is a degree of presence we either do or do not have within our lives. And presence is something we practice. And practicing it becomes desirable and even possible only when we are focusing on a moment in which we actually want to be.